Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Knier, Community Health Manager. Thank you for joining me today and Merry Christmas. Um, if you are listening, uh, we're wishing you and your family a beautiful day. Um, so on today's show, um, my guest is Judy Eisenhower. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Carol. How, How are, are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I Merry hope we're, Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. I hope we are both home with our families. As yes, we know indeed. that yes. these shows are, are pre-recorded. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Judy Eisenhower has been in the Way Memorial Hospital system for, for a long time, but recently was promoted to Director of Post-Acute Care Services, correct? Yes, yes. And so blessed. Oh, and congratulations. Thank um, you. And you are also, um, you also have your doctorate of nursing, correct? Yes, I do. Which is way, way beyond what a nurse kind of needs now, right? Yes, yes. It was a personal, long-term goal of mine, and so proud to be done and so happy I achieved this goal. <laughs> and we are very proud of you too. And we, we, you. we are lucky and blessed to have you here at Wayne Memorial Hospital. Thank you, Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, the, I mentioned the term post-acute care. Many people may not know that. Some people think, you know, hospital home, right? right, right. But there is something kind of in between, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah, so can you explain what is, you know, post-acute care? Sure. Post-acute care is really a big term uh, that is really growing and very essential to health and social service. So some post-acute care settings that people may be aware of include our inpatient rehab facility that we have at the hospital, skilled nursing facilities, home health agencies, and also a subset is called long-term care hospitals, which our health system does not have at the present time. So it, it is becoming a growing need because in the past several years, payers such as Medicare and other health insurance companies have shifted more risk to hospitals uh, that you know are responsible for readmissions mm -hmm. within a certain time following discharge. So this, what this means is that if a patient is discharged and ends up back in the hospital within a close excuse me, proximity of discharge for the same or related issue, the hospital absorbs the cost of that admission. So what happens is that they are interested more in a post-acute care setting to reduce these hospital admissions. And these guidelines are designed to improve patient care while they're in the hospital and ensure that all of these issues are addressed and treated adequately before the patient is actually discharged. So in response, hospitals have begun developing strategic partnerships with post-acute care settings. So patients no longer need inpatient hospital care for mm -hmm. acute care services. And so, you know, we know patients are in the hospital for relatively shorter periods right. of time. So they're leaving the hospital sometimes with a higher acuity still and a lot of services needed. So transitional care can include dressing, 
changes, medication management, uh, physical therapy, restorative care, pain management. There are a multitude of services that can be provided in the post-acute care settings. Right. So there are many, many benefits mm -hmm. to obviously being outside of the hospital <laughs> right. because nobody wants to be in the hospital. So. You know, patients who are discharged to one of these post-acute care settings are less likely to be readmitted to the hospital because they are closely monitored for changes in their condition or complications that may occur, which would improve the likelihood of catching new problems or, you know, recurring problems mm -hmm. early. And they can be treated in an outpatient clinic or a physician office setting. And they also um, receive the benefit of having experienced licensed professionals caring for them, such as nurses. We now have LPNs that work in these post-acute care settings, uh, occupational therapists, speech therapists, physical therapists, and case management. They're all available to answer questions and assist with any kind of situation that may initially be challenging to any patient who's going home. Right, so that will be very helpful for families too because you know, sometimes families are nervous to take their loved ones home, correct? Absolutely, you know, and we try, when we do discharge planning, we don't want patients to be faced with any surprises. Right. And we try to think of every avenue to make sure that this environment post-discharge is safe and secure and the patient and family are confident in their skills that they need to take care of their loved one. Uh, so post-acute care is favorable over staying in the hospital. Again, nobody wants to stay in the hospital. Right. And, you know, at home or in a facility, you know, the setting is more like home. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the inpatient rehab hospital, patients wear clothes that you do in your everyday setting. And there are more services and activities that are available. So, ultimately, it is a bridge to recover and to regain your strength and by all means your confidence because you're right that it is a fear mm -hmm. you know you have a stroke or some sort of um, sudden uh, debility that happens to you and it is very fearful uh, for patients and families to learn how to adjust their life to this new medical condition. So we want them to feel confident and to regain their optimal functional independence and their, improve their quality of life mm -hmm. and exactly. uh, maximize their health, uh, regain um, you know, their participation in society. We don't want people to you know, uh, become ill and then all of a sudden become a recluse in their home. Right. You know, we right. want them to mm -hmm. go out and, you know, live again. Mm -hmm. That's the important thing. So, you know, something, because I know <clears throat> you mentioned twice about like acute care or hospital setting, but our inpatient rehab unit, which is something that we're talking about post-acute care, is with under the same building, right? Yes. So we're yes. kind of on two ends of the same building. Because yes. some people, you know, may not understand that they may not even need to leave our hospital building, but they're right. totally two different um, aspects of care. That's Acute right. Acute versus that post, you know, post uh, 
care mm -hmm. services. So when, a, when a patient comes to the inpatient rehab hospital, it truly is a hospital setting. It is still an acute level of care, but it falls under the blanket of post-acute care. Right. So the intensity of care is the patients are still pretty sick. There's still a need for 24-hour nursing, 24-hour medical supervision, and they must do three hours of therapy a day. And now we are offering dialysis within the inpatient rehab hospital so that, you know, historically when patients needed to have dialysis in a rehab hospital, they would be sent out to another uh, center to have this done. Now they don't have to leave their bed the dialysis comes to them. Right. And this has been wonderful with our new nephrologist and our relationship with Sanderling. This has been a tremendous asset uh, for Wayne Memorial. Right, right. And actually, I had Dr. Nolly on the, on the show, so if some people want to learn more about him, too, yes. he's our new nephrologist. He's yes. just wonderful and, and great to work with here. Oh, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah. Very kind and mm -hmm. very knowledgeable. So, you know, there are some times when people are in the hospital and they're being discharged, they're given options. So, like, for example, what's the difference between, like, inpatient rehab facility and a nursing, a skilled nursing facility? Well, probably the most, the greatest difference is the medical complexity of the patient. Um, you know, that medical stability is very important for that patient entering the skilled facility because otherwise they'll be sent back to the hospital again. Mm -hmm. You know, although there is short-term rehab that is available in the nursing homes such as post uh, knee replacement or you know say they have uh, maybe 15 steps to enter their home and there's no way they can do steps at the time of discharge so right. they may benefit from going to a skilled nursing mm -hmm. for you know interim physical therapy and occupational therapy until they're ready to go back home whereas the inpatient rehab hospital is really for people who are more medically complex. Mm -hmm. uh, there is more intensity of therapy offered, like I said, three hours a day, which is a lot of therapy. Right. It's not sequential, it's not all at one time. We do break it up, but when you think about it, we don't go to the gym for three hours a day. So <laughs> it is, they work hard, these patients, but you know yes. what, it's such an honor to see them you know, gain that uh, optimal independence when they leave us. It's just it is amazing. a tremendous satisfaction <laughs> for us. Yes, yes. yes. I've, I've worked with many patients in the past, yes. and to see them from day one when they enter the, you know, inpatient rehab facility to the time they leave, how much better they are. It's yeah. amazing. And they are our family. I mean, they yes. come back to see us. Mm -hmm. um, it's just wonderful. Now, is something like that covered under, you know, insurance? Yes, yes, we do. Um, we are seeing more and more uh, situations where we have to do pre-authorization mm -hmm. for insurance. And so we have a system in place where, you know, when we get a referral, we, we do look at the patient's uh, comorbid uh, status or, or what they were doing prior to their injury or their illness. Uh, so that we can actually make sure that we are putting them in the appropriate uh, place. You know, mm -hmm. do they belong in the nursing home or do they belong in the inpatient rehab hospital or, you know, what is the best discharge setting for this patient? Right. Uh, so we do look at 
every factor mm -hmm. and what is the status of their caregiver you know if the caregiver has dementia and you know and, and the patient was their their own caregiver you right, know that right. kind of puts a different twist on things mm -hmm. so we kind of look at the whole picture right. when we are admitting a patient mm -hmm. now i know it, i mean our time goes so fast something that a, a new role that you're bringing into this whole thing is mm -hmm. is a, a hospital liaison can you explain that a little bit? Sure, sure. So the hospital liaison is going to be a key point of contact for medical providers to coordinate the transition of care from the acute care setting to post-acute to uh, make the um, continuum of care easier for the patient. And so this person will be working with the insurance companies and helping to attain authorization and also communicate the entire admission process to the patient, to the family, and to the referral sources. And the goal will be to establish partnerships with other outside referral sources. I mean, mm -hmm. we get referrals from multiple hospitals. Um, of course, we always take from our own health system first but we have had referrals as far away as Connecticut, Virginia, wow. Florida. Mm -hmm. we, we get a multitude of referrals. Uh, so, you know, and ultimately we want to market our own healthcare system. Right. So people want to come back and mm -hmm. recover in their own community. Correct, and we have so many services here under the our Way Memorial Health System umbrella that we can do that whole picture, that whole process, that That's whole right. health care together, correct? We sure do, yes. It is truly a blessing. Right. So we only, you know, we only have like a minute or a half left. Um, so what you do as a nurse is somewhat a little different than some of other nursing um, positions available, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. And yes. this is near and dear to your heart, right? Yes, yes. I love post-acute care. I think um, it is an area that is often misunderstood, and I would love to explore a post-acute care model of nursing mm -hmm. where we really try to establish this type of nursing because people don't understand what post-acute care is. Right, right. And I think that we can do some future work mm -hmm. and build up these relationships with the schools and with the community. And, you know, nurses don't have to work in the hospital anymore. <laughs> right. They, can, they choose to work in clinics and... Um, you know, although we want nurses to work in the hospital, <laughs> uh, but, you know, we have many opportunities for mm -hmm. nurses today. So I am so blessed to be a nurse. And, and you also teach. I do. I teach. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. I'm always trying to attract nurses. <laughs> yes, you are. I just, I am so amazed at how much you do oh, um, well, for, you. for us here at Wayne Memorial thank for you. just to improve the the whole picture of health care, which yes, is, again, is so you. important to our community. So thank you. Well, thank you. I love <laughs> working here. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't enjoy coming to work. That's, and I can honestly uh, say that. So, I, 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 I know the feeling, too. I mean, I have been here for many years myself, and I do. It's, it's a wonderful family to work with. Yes. Um, and we appreciate, we appreciate all our coworkers. We also appreciate our community, yes. too. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. You're thank you so welcome. Much. So, Judy, again, I appreciate you being on the show and sharing all this wonderful information. Thank you, Carol. And thank again, you. this is Carol Knier. Again, we wish you a very Merry Christmas um, and a Happy New Year. Have a wonderful day.